Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up out of bed to pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 29 Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to swirl and strips the forest bare. And all in his temple say, Glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. The words of the teacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, says the teacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What do people gain from all the toil at which they toil under the sun? A generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun goes down and hurries to the place where it rises. The wind blows to the south and goes around to the north. Round and round goes the wind, and on its circuits the wind returns. All streams run to the sea, but the sea is not full. To the place where the streams flow, there they continue to flow. All things are wearisome, more than one can express. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, or the ear filled with hearing. What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there a thing of which it is said, See, this is new? It has already been in the ages before us. The people of long ago were not remembered, nor will there be any remembrance of people yet to come by those who come after them. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 31. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wise, the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. 
For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. And God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, to reduce to nothing things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Here ends the reading. So right when you start thinking that wise men and women are hot shit, following the the feast of the Epiphany where uh, these stargazers come from the east and um, visit and have a vision, a real vision um, of Christ Jesus, um, right when you think that that's kind of what we're all supposed to be aiming for, Paul goes and throws us a curveball. Um, in his his letter to the Corinthians, the first letter to the Corinthians, um, in it has a really poignant um, verse that I think captures what I'm going for in this podcast and with Pew Pew HQ, um, and in particular the emphasis on humility um, and hardiness and the I, I I don't usually sometimes I do but I'll be blunt sometimes and just say I'm talking about grunts. Um, grunts in the military, uh, it's a sometimes derogatory, but it's, um, but it's sometimes adopted by people of low status. And what I mean, or what grunt means, grunt is literally the noise that you make. Um, and that's really all that anybody wants to hear from you because your lot is to take orders. Um, we're talking about lower enlisted people, Usually combatants, usually 11 Bravos, um, in my case, 13 Foxtrot. Um, I mean, if you're an 11 Bravo, you'll say that 11, 13 Fox is not a grunt, that artillery, uh, they're not grunts, they're somewhat above grunts, but um, grunts are you know, the lowest of the low. Um, and it's important to me, and I think important to the Christian tradition, that the poor and the lowly be elevated. And Paul mimics this or uh, gives a model for this or gives this prescription um, when he's talking to uh, the church in Corinth, which is a fairly popular city at the time. Consider your call, uh, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. God chose what is foolish (laughs) to shame the wise. So Paul is giving them this backhanded compliment, calling them all fools. You're not noble, you're not wise, you're not powerful, and yet the good news is that God chose you, and not just out of pity, but because God will actually use the poor to um, to cast down the mighty, um, to level the playing field, to bring low the hills and fill in the valleys. That it doesn't start with the people who have. It doesn't start with the, the uh, people who have, you know, are hot shit. It's going to begin with the people who like 
you know, the guy next to you in formation who just doesn't know how to shower and who literally cannot fucking um, uh, polish his boots to save his life. Like these, the, these characters in our units, these characters in our lives, um, that you just shake your head and you think like, what the fuck is going on with you? Um, that is the lowest of the low. And those are the people that God uses. Um, in military culture, those are grunts. You're not smart. Shut up and do what you're told. And the deep irony is that, that these are the people that God uses. In the church, um, we discussed it um, on St. Stephen's Feast on December 26th, um, the first feast that celebrated uh, following Christmas. He was the first martyr. And martyrdom is a kind of grunt, grunt-like status. They're at the bottom of the heap. In order to be a martyr, you had to have been killed in odium fide, in hatred of the faith. Um, and all you do, all you're expected to do, all these lives that began coming out in the, the third and fourth century, describing these martyrs who refused to defend themselves, the same way Christ refused to defend himself um, on the trial before Pilate, before Herod, before everybody, before the whole world. Um, he refused to adopt the the machinations of power that he that was due him as God, um, that he that he decided to take the form of a lowly slave, a lowly grunt, a servant. Um, this is actually really significant. These martyrs, they're at the bottom. They refuse to use what little agency they have, and they go willingly and gleefully to death because they know that God will vindicate them. Um, the irony that I think is so beautiful and so important when we think about the military and what we mean by grunts within the military, within the, a, a military imagination, what a grunt is, ironically, in terms of social power, is that everybody wants to be like a grunt. Everybody wants to be an 11 Bravo. Not really, but everybody says they do. Everybody wants to be, you know, wants to be seen as, you know, I can take everything. I'm hardy. Um, I, I've thick skin. You can't break me down because if, you know, if you show emotion or, you know, you, you know, break character or something or break ranks, um, then there's something wrong with you. But grunts, there's no further down you can go. You literally cannot break a grunt because there's nothing to break. And these are the people who, you know, I sometimes joke that, you know, I've, my skin is so thick, all, that's all I'm made up of. Uh, but that's kind of the mindset of a grunt is, you know, you just start walking and someone will tell you when to stop. And maybe it's a mile, maybe it's 24. Um, and that's what, that is the kind of humility that Paul and uh, I think Christ call for in uh, Christian communities. To aspire to that kind of humility of um, almost total non-assumption that you expect nothing you assume nothing, and all you do are told you can persevere, um, and your only desire is is Christ, right? It, your only desire as a grunt is to please your commander, to get your merit badges, and frankly, to move up the ranks. Um, so this this one line in Paul, I think may I may start using that as kind of like a, a punchline or something for uh, the podcast. God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, things that have not, 
not even people, but things. God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, to reduce to nothing things that are. It isn't that God will raise up the poor, at least not yet, but that our proper state is at the bottom. If there's nothing below us, that means everything that above us is God. Um, And the only, the the most appropriate um, posture in a world that is created, ordained, maintained, sustained, and redeemed by God is humility. self-dedication from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated to you, and then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.